Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to February, and I certainly hope you're having an outstanding start to the new year. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and all the great written content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And obviously, again, as I mentioned many times, it's not just about what is the latest from Atlanta. It obviously is also what is the latest around Major League Baseball. Last Tuesday, the Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball Players Associations, in the latest effort to be able to make some progress with these negotiations, met on on Tuesday of this past week. And at that time, there was a, a, a hint of optimism, but also mixed with a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of pessimistic outlook when it came to, you know, the overall feeling of those meetings. The week before, it seemed like that there was a bit of progress that had been made when there had been back-to-back days of negotiations. But also, there was the acknowledgement from both sides, especially the owners, that spring training itself, and obviously the start of the regular season, could start to be impacted if, unless something unexpected occurred where significant progress was made. Well, on Tuesday, when both sides met, the expectation was was that after Tuesday, the Major League Major League Baseball would come back and they would make a counteroffer to what the ML to what the Major League Baseball Players Association had offered on Tuesday. The thing was, though, is that unfortunately, Major League Baseball did not do that after it after coming away from Tuesday's meetings where both sides expected Major League Baseball to make an effort with a counter-proposal to the proposal that the Major League Baseball Players Association made. Instead, on Thursday of this week, Major League Baseball made no counter-offer. Instead, they made an offer for federal mediation to come in place and help get a deal done. Now, that may seem on the surface to be potentially a smart idea or some type of noble effort from Major League Baseball and the owners, but that's no case at all. It it was basically a strong-armed move by Major League Baseball. It was an attempt by Major League Baseball to put it more in their control to get something done that in no way, shape, or form really benefited the players 
in terms of getting a deal done, but benefited the owners and getting this out of the way so that they can get the season started off as soon as possible. That's the whole thing that this comes down to, is that there's a continued effort from the owners to try to get things done as soon as possible, rather than focus on coming together with the players to strike a deal that's going to benefit both sides. And so with that being known, the players, when Major League Baseball came back instead of with a counterproposal, when inst- instead they came back on Thursday saying, we feel federal mediation is what is going to be the best route moving forward, the Major League Baseball Players Association said, nuh-uh, we don't want any part of that. So on Friday, the Major League Baseball Players Association made it clear that they rejected Major League Baseball's proposal of federal mediation and the Players Association made it clear they can come to the table at any time to negotiate. And you can't blame the Players Association. They have, put, they have, though it's been small concessions, they are the ones who have attempted to show some type of compromise to make progress towards a deal. But you also can't blame them for denying the presence of federal mediation, because if they would do that, it would take away their ability to control as much as they can to get as much benefit out of an eventual deal. Both sides recognize that now spring training, at least the start of it, is going to be postponed. Both sides recognize that that likely means that the start of the regular season is going to be postponed as well. But from the Players Association side, it has to be understood, and I do feel that to some extent... They are right about doing this. The Players Association, for all that they can control, they're doing the best that they can to make sure that the negotiations stay within their control as much as possible to make sure they get as much benefit as possible. Eventually, the time before the season, eventually, you know, a short amount of time, there's going to be more pressure for both sides as we get close to the season. That certainly is a truth, that certainly is a true statement. But overall, with it going from the Major League Baseball Players Association making an offer, Major League Baseball coming coming back and saying they'd make a counteroffer, but instead suggesting federal mediation come into play, and then the Major League Baseball Players Association rejecting that, again, all that we are getting at is posturing. Even though it seemed like a bit of progress may have been made, 10 days ago. We're right back in the same place that we have been, but at this time, I actually do not blame the players, at least for now, for wanting negotiations or wanting the influence on negotiations to remain as much of their control as possible to get as much out of these negotiations as possible. But that's the whole key. And no matter how Major League Baseball wants to paint the picture of them trying to make the noble effort of bringing in federal mediation to get this deal done, don't it, that, that while that may look like a noble effort on the surface, it, it's not that. The whole goal of the of Major League Baseball to get federal mediation involved is to benefit their side as much as possible while also getting the deal done as soon as possible. And that does not only that does that not benefit the players, but it just basically kicks the can down the road further to where the next time we have negotiations, it's going to be even more contentious than it is right now. So while things have not moved, while we are back at square one, from my stance, 
I actually can understand why the Players Association has made the decisions that they have in order to make sure that themselves and obviously the group that they represent, the players, get the most benefit out of these negotiations. The hope is that at some point, now that the players have made their stance clear, we can stop with this posturing. The owner side and Major League Baseball can get serious and we can finally get some progress made to get a deal done. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. While this week certainly did not bring too many positive developments when it came to the labor negotiations between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association yesterday, which was Friday, uh, certainly was a, a memorable day in Braves history when it came to Freddie Freeman. Eight years ago, on February 4th, 2014, Freddie Freeman agreed to an eight-year extension that obviously expired this past season with not only Freddie Freeman have another incredible season coming off a 2020 MVP season, but of course ending with him and his teammates being 2021 World Series champions. And of course the end result of all that is that now we're eight years later and Freddie Freeman is a free agent. Of course, as long as there is a lockout, we're not going to get any resolution to that overall scenario that obviously has been the biggest storyline for the Braves offseason. And while that certain that storyline certainly will have a resolution come to fruition at some point in time when the offseason resumes for Major League Baseball, there's a couple of other storylines that certainly are out there as well, you know, including Marcelo Zuna, other needs that are on the Braves roster. And that's what Jeff Schultz of The Athletic discussed with Brian Snicker yesterday, a lengthy um, interview between Jeff Schultz and Brian Snicker, catching up with Snicker after the, a few months after the Braves had won their World Series title back in November. And the overall highlights of that discussion Certainly were that, you know, Brian Snicker obviously is looking forward to, you know, continuing to manage for what seems like a few more years. He obviously wants Freddie Freeman back. In terms of Marcelo Ozuna, if Ozuna is available to play, then that's something that Brian Snicker will certainly, you know, put put in place. If Snicker, if Ozuna is available to play, Snicker indicated that he would put him in the lineup um, if he's available. And so those are a few, you know, perspectives that come from Brian Snicker. But that just continues to show where Brian Snicker's focus, for positive reasons, continues to be. One thing that Brian Snicker 
has done a very good job of, in my opinion, over the years, and especially over the Braves' four years' worth of division titles, four years of making the playoffs, and now their World Series title, is that Brian Snicker has gone through a lot of stuff when it comes to availability of players, players being injured, you know, inefficiencies of players, streakiness of players, so on. But the thing that Brian Snicker has done, two things that he has done, is that he has instilled confidence and faith in the mainstays, in the players that are going to play every day regardless for the Braves, to keep their confidence high even if they're going through struggles. But also Brian Snicker has instilled confidence in those players who may have to step up in the case of injuries. He did it all year long last year. Brian Snicker's confidence in his bullpen, utilization of his bullpen, continued to improve even with Will, when Will Smith was struggling throughout the season. And we're talking about massively struggling at times throughout the season. Brian Snicker stuck with him no matter what and instilled confidence in him no matter what. And that is something that contributed to Will Smith having an unforgettable postseason run to help the Braves win the World Series. Not only that, but the rest of the night shift as well. Luke Jackson, you know, Tyler Matzik going through his struggles early in the season. Luke Jackson struggling a bit late in the season. Brian Snicker still remained committed to using those guys as his main relievers. A.J. Minter as well at all times. And so Brian Snicker's ability to not only continue to show confidence, to maintain his confidence, and to, and to maintain his trust in his players, and that allowing for them to maintain their confidence, even if they might struggle or be going through injuries, that has been a huge factor in the overall improvement and development of several of the most significant Braves who were a part of last year's title run. But also, Snickers' ability to no matter what all is going on out off the field, his ability to ma make his team maintain their focus on the field, this next man up mentality, utilizing the resources the, that he has, and sometimes it may not make the most sense. Sometimes there clearly are decisions he makes that do not make a lot of sense. But especially over the past two years, more often than not, Brian Snicker's decisions have paid off. And that's been a very, very underrated but significant factor in the Braves being put in position to win games. So it's great to hear that Brian Snicker is going to be available, hopefully, for the next few years to lead the charge for Atlanta. Hopefully with the Braves getting him at least one more World Series title. And of course, the best way for them to do that is to retain Freddie Freeman. But in the case that the Braves do not retain Freeman. In the case that there is an unexpected amount of change in how the 2022 Braves look versus their 2021 World Series title-winning roster, one constant that is going to remain is Brian Snicker. We know the players love playing for him. We know that Brian Snicker loves each and every one of the players that play for him. And with each passing season, we get more and more proof that Brian Snicker, more often than not, is going to put his team and his players in a position to succeed. And that's by him having unwavering confidence in them and also having continued improvement and knowing how to utilize them to find success. 
Make sure you check out that article from Jeff Schultz of The Athletic. It was a really good read. Also, make sure that you always continue to check out the Talking Chop Podcast Network, the Daily Hammer, obviously the Talking Chop Chop Podcast, as well as the Road to Atlanta Podcast. All of this can be found at TalkingChop.com, as well as at TalkingChop.com on all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully with maybe a bit of positive update when it comes to the lockout. But in general, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.